0: Well, uh, thank you very much, Rob, for the introduction, and thank you for having me. Um, I, so my name is Grant, and I work with Youth for Christ, and um, I'm excited to be here, and I'm excited to be here for a couple of reasons. One, like from a ministry perspective, I'm excited to let you know about YFC and who we are and what we do and all of that stuff. On a personal level, as Rob just mentioned, I've gotten to work with Rob There's some distance between us, but I've gotten to see him working with teenagers, and he's gotten to see me working with teenagers. So it's cool to be able to just come and be a part of a service with you. And as a part of my role with Youth for Christ, I do this somewhat regularly. Like I get out to local churches, primarily in Stratford, um, just to update them on things that are happening with the ministry and invite them to partner with us. And I really love it. Like, I love working with teenagers, but I really love just getting to go and worship with my brothers and sisters at different churches. And so I really appreciate the opportunity to come and to be a part of your service. So as far as this morning, um, I have three, I would say I have three main objectives. Um, first off, I just want to introduce myself and give you a bit, little bit more of a picture of who I am and what I do. Um, the second thing is I want to introduce YFC, Youth for Christ, Youth Unlimited. Um, Some of you might know the organization really, really well. Some of you might not have any clue about the organization. So I want to just kind of give an introduction about who we are and what we do and what our vision and our goal is for Mid-Huron. And then thirdly, I want to spend some time in the Word um, for a couple of reasons. One, to show the motivation behind our ministry and why we do what we do. Um, But also I hope that the time that we spend in the Word is... Just encouraging and challenging for us as followers of Christ. Um, just aside from Youth for Christ, just uh, as followers of Jesus to be challenged and encouraged. And so, as far as introduction of myself, so my name is Grant, and um, I work for Youth for Christ. I've worked for YFC for uh, 17 years. I started up in Hanover, and then I moved down to Stratford um, back in 2006. And so I've had a few different roles with YFC in Stratford, Um So, right now, I'm the director in Stratford, and so we've got a few staff there, and we run programs for students in grades, essentially grades 6 to 12, Um, and I'll get more into kind of the nitty-gritty of what we do in a little bit. I am married. I've got a wonderful wife, Krista. She's my high school sweetheart. We started dating when we were 15. I've got two amazing kids, uh, Noah, uh, who is 14, and Sage, who is 11, so... On a side note, it's really interesting when you're a youth worker, youth pastor, and you work with teenagers for a lot of years and you support parents as they raise their kids and, and then all of a sudden you have your own and you realize how little you know about teenagers. And uh, so that's a whole new journey and it's mostly fun and exciting and rewarding and maybe terrifying at times. Um, and so... So as a part of my job with YFC in Stratford, so I'm the director for Stratford, but I also get to work with other ministry centres that are either starting up or just getting established on behalf of our chapter, which is Southwestern Ontario Youth for Christ. So that's why I'm here. Um, And so I get to come and uh, support what's happening uh, here in Mid-Huron. So that's who I am. Who is YFC? Oh, I forgot about this thing. Uh, Oops, this should be fun. Okay, so who is YFC? So YFC is a non-denominational uh, Christian youth ministry. Um, we're located all around the world in more than 100 countries. Um, our very first staff person ever back in 1944 uh, was a man by the name of Billy Graham down in the States, and uh, and so that's where it all started, and then it just spread globally, um, and yeah, we're worldwide now, and so... That's big picture in Canada. um, We have ministry centers from as far west as Victoria, as far east as Cape Breton, and a lot of places in between. More specifically, there's 300 ministry centers across Canada, about 870 staff, um, and just under 6,000 volunteers um, across this great nation of ours with Youth for Christ. So that's kind of a big picture of YFC. Am I still on the right slide? Yeah, okay, good. So that's a big picture of YFC. A more local picture. So there's all sorts of different chapters across Canada. Our chapter is Southwestern Ontario Youth for Christ. And so there is this committee, as Rob mentioned, a steering committee of people who are made up uh, from various communities in mid-Huron that desire to see... YFC ministry set up for the youth of this area. And so that committee has been meeting for about a year and a half. And um, so when I talk about what do we do with Youth for Christ, because we're very much in the... Before I arrived this morning, I thought we were in the middle of planting a ministry with Youth for Christ. Uh, And then when I arrived, I was able to connect with someone who let me know that YFC actually like 45 years ago had stuff going on in Clinton and in the area. And so this isn't a new thing. This is just kind of a rebirth of a ministry that already existed. So what does YFC do? Um, We do a lot of different things and so I'm just going to kind of give you a summary. Some of these things may very well happen in mid-Huron and some of them might not happen. Um, And I'll explain a little bit more about that later. So Uh, What do we do? So in Southwestern Ontario, we do a lot of youth centers, and so just giving students an opportunity, uh, a safe place where they can go uh, with their friends, and have caring, adult, Jesus-loving volunteers to be there with them, to build relationship, to support them through the things that they're going through. So this is a really common, throughout Southwestern Ontario, this is kind of YFC's flagship, um, is youth centers. Ironically enough, in Stratford, where I work, we don't have a Youth for Christ drop-in center. We have one run by the YMCA, um, but we don't have a Youth for Christ one. So uh, Campus Life school programs. So we do a lot of work in schools. Um, So in Stratford, where we don't have a youth center, that's like 75% of our ministry is based out of the school system. Uh, So in the school system, we run lunch hour clubs for students to come into uh, have their lunch with caring adults, uh, safe place, and then we have discussion with them, and we'll do Bible studies and different things. Um, we'll do in school mentoring, where the guidance department or principals will connect us with students who are going through a hard time, and we can build relationship and uh, and work with them through that. Sports coaching. Uh, currently, I'm coaching a basketball team in Stratford, and that's uh, mostly fun and get to get to know these guys, these 13 guys pretty well and teach them a little bit about basketball, but really get to know who they are and the things that are going on in their life and support them in that. So really, we just, with regards to the school, we just look for opportunities to serve. And we just go and we serve and we bring Jesus into this place um, where we have this opportunity. Um, Other things, performing arts ministries. um, There's all sorts of different things that we do. Uh, Sports coaching, I mentioned that. Team mum programs, summer camps, March break trips, so every March break we do a trip to Florida um, where we get on a coach bus for 26 hours with 50 teenagers. So that's, the really funny thing is that, so I've been on that trip many, many times, and uh, the really funny thing is when I come back and people are like, so how was your vacation? And uh, I'm like, I'll trade you any day. And, uh... But you know what, it's absolutely worth it, and I'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, missions trips. Uh, In Kitchener, we have this new program, Catalytic Converters, where we have this auto shop, and we have mechanics who volunteer their time, and we teach kids, like, skills on how to maintain and repair uh, vehicles while also talking about faith and Jesus and his love for them. Um, And then, of course, church support and partnerships. We love, love, love the local church. And at the very foundation of who we are, we are about going to the community, going out into the world and reaching young people and getting them connected to the local church. So wherever possible, we do partnerships um, with different churches to try to um, give kids an opportunity to get connected into the local church. So that's a little bit of a glimpse as to what we do. And There could be more things on that list. There could be different things on that list for Mid-Huron. But those are some examples of things that we do in southwestern Ontario. And so I do want to invite you um, to partner with us. And so, uh, as Rob mentioned, we have Kyle, uh, our chairperson here. We have a steering committee uh, of people from different churches throughout the area that gather uh, to try to um, organize and, and to plant or rebirth this ministry. Uh, And ideally, we would love to have um, someone from each different community in Mid-Huron. We'd love to have someone from each church represented um, to make this ministry happen. And so the steering committee uh, is one great way to do that. Uh, You're not working with students directly, um, but it's kind of a behind-the-scenes planning and uh, administrative vision kind of committee. Uh, In addition to that, of course... We will need volunteers. We don't need volunteers right now because we don't have anything going. But once the ministry is up and going, we'll need volunteers to work directly with kids. Um, Prayer support, financial partners. So with Youth for Christ, we do need to raise all of our own support um, and raise the funds for the ministry. And so that's one more way that you can partner with us. So, uh, yeah, just different ways that you can partner with us. And so... That's a little bit about who I am, a little bit about the organization and what we do. Um, Why do we do it? That is a huge question, and for that, I want to share with you our mission statement, and our mission statement is pretty simple, and it's pretty clear, and it just says every young person living fully in Christ. Every single young person, not a select few, not certain demographics, every young person fully living in Christ. That's at the core of everything that we do, whether it's me coaching a basketball practice or whether it's the camp or whether it's the Bible study or whether it's playing dodgeball with the kids or taking a kid out for lunch or coffee to talk about their life. The foundation of everything that we do is to see every young person living fully in Christ. So, um, to continue on and to show you um, why we do what we do. But also, I want to share this passage from Mark. So if you have a Bible, turn to Mark 2. Because I think that this passage does a good job of summarizing why we do what we do as an organization. But beyond Youth for Christ, I believe that this passage is really powerful in speaking to us and challenging us in the way that we look to and love and support and are supported by the people around us and what community looks like and how we can bring people to Jesus. And so I'm just going to read the passage and then uh, there's a few points from that that I want to focus on. So Mark 2, verses 1 to 12. A few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. They gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door, and he preached the word to them. Some men came, bringing to him a paralyzed man, carried by four of them. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it, and they lowered the mat the the man was lying on. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, "'Son, your sins are forgiven.' But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the man, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. He got up, he took his mat, and he walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone, and they praised God, saying, We've never seen anything like this. I love this story for a lot of different reasons. Um, But with regards to YFC, as far as why do we do what we do, I believe that this story demonstrates a few things that will show the motivation behind our ministry, but I also believe that God, through this story, will speak to our hearts about the way that we love and serve those around us in our church and in our community. So the first thing that I think is important to noting from this story is that the paralytic had friends. So... Um, from the very beginning, in Genesis 2, 18, it says that it's not good for man to be alone. And community is so beautiful and it's so powerful, and this is what community is. This is community here. Uh, we have community in our families. We have community uh, in our lives. But unfortunately, there are lots of folks, there are lots of young people who don't necessarily know what that community is like. And so with Youth for Christ, what we're all about is we're, we want to make sure that everyone is a part of community. And so just like this paralyzed man had, had friends in his life that are there to support and to love him and to help him uh, in a bunch of different ways, we believe that it's important to be a part of community. So that's um, pretty foundational to what we do with YFC, uh, and I think that's really important for us. And so... And again, I think that's something that's demonstrated just by your presence here today and the local church is such a good example of community and the value of it and being part of it. So the paralytic had friends. That's really, it's kind of obvious, but I think it's, it's worth noting that he, was, he had friends and he was part of community. But secondly, uh, the friends were moved to action. So not only did he have friends, but he had friends that moved, were moved to action, I think that in a lot of ways, we all, at certain points in our life, we are, we are the paralytic. And we, we either have a physical need uh, that we need healing or restoration for, but we also have spiritual needs. Um, we need to be reconciled in our relationship with God. We need to be prayed for uh, and supported in our walk with faith. And I love that passage of scripture that we read earlier. Um, It's James 2. I'll just read a little bit of it. We read the whole thing. Uh, James 2, 14 to 17. What good is it, my brothers, if a man claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save him? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to him, go, I wish you well, keep warm and well-fed, but does nothing about his physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself... If it's not accompanied by action, it's dead. And so this man that was paralyzed, he had friends. That's really good. He's part of community. His friends wanted the best for him. That's really, really good. They had good intentions. But if you have good intentions, but you don't have action, it doesn't matter. So the fact that the friends were moved to action, they saw a need in their friend's life. And not only did they see the need, but they were willing to do something about it and get up and get out of their comfort zone to get him to Jesus. So he had friends, the friends were moved to action, and the friends didn't get up. Or, sorry, the friends didn't give up. So they bring him to Jesus, they're doing their best, uh, and they get there, and the place is full, and they can't get in. And at this point in the story, I think we would probably all agree that what the friends did was admirable. And if the friends had carried this man all the way to Jesus, and then they get there, and the place is full, and they're like, oh, geez, sorry, like, we tried, but it's not going to work, so maybe we'll try to see him some other time, and they went home, probably most of us wouldn't really, like, fault them for that. Like, they they tried, and they, they did something, and they were moved to action. But when things got hard and when they, they had a problem, when they had a barrier, when they had st- something stopping them from getting their friend to Jesus, they didn't quit. They didn't quit, but what they did do is they got creative. And so that's when they get up on the roof. And it's funny because we think of there's lots of things that we would think of as really spiritual tools um, to love and to serve people, like the Bible and worship and, and all of those things. We probably wouldn't think of like a shovel. Or whatever they used to smash through the roof. And yet, what they did that day on that roof was remarkably spiritual. And they got really creative to do whatever that they had to do to get their friend to Jesus. And that's, with Youth for Christ, we are, like, the diversity of our programs. The reason that I don't stand up here and I can't just say this is exactly what a Youth for Christ program looks like and they're all the same is because they're not all the same, because every community is different, and the needs of the community are different, and the interests of the community. So we're all about creativity, and we're all about doing whatever we have to do to get young people into the presence of Jesus. So while we're not smashing holes through roofs yet, um, we are doing things like going on 26-hour bus rides to Florida. And I said earlier, like, people would give me a hard time about how it's vacation or whatever, I am not at all complaining about that because I have seen God so many times on that trip. Like, there are people now who I'm getting a little bit older. I've got some gray hair, and I've been around a little bit. And so there are now people who are in their early 20s that are loving Jesus, that are serving him so faithfully that before that Florida trip, didn't know a thing about him. So that's why we would do that 26-hour bus ride a 100 times. So we get creative to bring people to Jesus. So I would ask you, in your context, who is it in your life that we need to bring to Jesus, and what is it that you need to do? And maybe you've tried uh, to invite them to church, and it didn't work. And so how are we going to get creative to continue to try to get them into the presence of God? So the paralytic had friends. That's good. They were moved to action. That's good. That's good. They didn't quit when things got hard. They got creative. They didn't quit. And I think that there's two main reasons that they didn't quit when they could have. And that is the first is the value of their friend. So they love their friend and he's worth it. Like this is going to be messy. This is going to be probably pretty awkward. I might make some people upset, smashing a hole in the roof while Jesus is speaking. But that guy right there, he's worth it. So I'm going to do it. So the the value of the paralytic and the power of Christ. These friends, I don't think that they would smash a hole through the roof and lower their friend to Jesus if they weren't hundred percent convinced that Jesus could change his life. So for us in our lives, this is really reassuring to me because it it can be risky and we have to put ourselves out there when we're looking to love and to support people. And we have to be vulnerable. We have to we have our own risks. But that risk is worth it because the people are worth it, and God is faithful. So they had friend. The paralytic had friends. They were moved to action. They didn't quit. And then this is, of course, the best part. Oh, I, oh boy, I got ahead of myself. Jesus did what only Jesus can do, and so this story. It, I love it for a lot of reasons. One of the reasons. I like to laugh, Um, and so I think of this story, and so there's this guy who's paralyzed, and his friends bring him to Jesus, and they can't get in. They're like, oh, no, no, what are we going to do? So they smash a hole through the roof, and that would be a whole scene, and then it says that they lowered him down into the presence of Jesus. I kind of wonder, like, if he's already paralyzed, they, they could have just dropped him. I mean, if he's going to get healed by Jesus anyways. Like, so it says that they lowered him. We don't know how quickly or slowly they lowered him. So they smash a hole through the roof. And in faith, they, they lower him down into the presence of Jesus. And it's at that point that God just... He does two amazing, amazing, miraculous things. One, he takes care of the physical needs of the man... And Jesus cares very, very deeply about our physical needs. And beyond that, he forgives him of his sins. And he addresses the spiritual need that that man has, that I have, that we all have. So when we talk about Youth for Christ and who we are as an organization and what do we do, this story, I I just love it. Like this story is such a good example of why we do what we do because it's totally worth it, and because we have seen, I am, I'm not planning on giving my testimony, but I am the byproduct of, I didn't grow up in a Christian home, I am the byproduct of youth ministry, and I am the byproduct, my very first introduction to faith was going roller skating when I was 14 years old, and I broke my wrist, because I'm really not coordinated, but I went, I couldn't leave that youth group, because they were so loving, and they were accepting, and they did creative things like going roller skating. And had that first meeting been a Bible study, I'm not sure I would have been here, there or been here. And I just so passionately believe in this sort of ministry and doing whatever we have to do, like this tobogganing party. Like It's going to be fun. It's gonna, there's going to be good memories. It might be a little wet. But I totally believe that God is going to be at work in hearts and lives at a tobogganing party. And that's creative. And that's doing whatever we have to do to get people to Jesus. So I hope that it's been helpful from an organizational perspective. I hope that it's been helpful to give you a little bit of a glimpse into who YFC is. After the service, I'll be at the back. Kyle will be there. I've got some, like, I've got applications if you want to join our committee or if you'd like to volunteer, volunteer. Uh, if you want to make a donation, um, all sorts of stuff. So I hope it's been good in that regard, with regards to the organization, but all Youth for Christ stuff aside, I hope that this story has been encouraging and challenging for you as you think about the people that are in your life and maybe the paralytics in your life that you need to get to Jesus. And I hope that God uses this story to encourage you and to challenge you to do whatever you have to do um, to get them there. So I really appreciate it. It's just an honor and a privilege um, to be here. And again, after the service, I'll I'll be at the back. I would love to chat with you. So thanks so much for having me.